Ever wear a sleek new outfit and you think you're looking good, but nobody comments? Not even the regular creeps on the street check you out and you're not gonna lie to yourself, you're a little disappointed. You conclude that your purchase has impacted nobody. I'm here to tell you, you're wrong about that. See, purchases affect more than just the people around us. They affect an array of classes, ranging from the foreign factory workers living in abject poverty to the billionaires reaping the majority of the profits. Your purchases are enabled by a system that supports financial disparities between these groups. Welcome to Purchase Powered, a current affairs podcast that exposes cases of inhumanity in our global supply chains. Here, we will learn about the latest and greatest abuses of workers' rights across the globe and how we as consumers are connected to these issues. It is August 2020. And today's offender is Fast Retailing, the parent company of Uniqlo, a Japanese clothing brand that markets high-quality, casual-use clothing. They're one of the top global retailers and have over 3,500 stores worldwide. While retail as an industry is on the decline, Uniqlo International has experienced growing revenue and an expanding brick-and-mortar presence. Fast retailing CEO Tadashi Anai is the richest man in Japan. Loaded. He owns about a fifth of all shares in the company and has an estimated net worth, according to Bloomberg, of over $31 billion. His wealth could technically buy around 40% of all 8 billion people in the world their own burrito. The topic of today's podcast deals with a much smaller figure, but chunky nonetheless. $5.5 million. That's around 250,000 in U.S. burritos. Enough burrito talk, let's get to the real meat of the story. It all starts with Jabba Garmindo, which was a garment factory in Indonesia. In 2012, fast retailing became one of its main contractors. From that point on, working conditions in the factory began to erode. Uniqlo put unreasonable pressure on both the workers and the factory owners, creating absurdly high production targets and neglecting its duty to provide protections for workers from overtime without pay, union busting, and illegal dismissals. Classy stuff. Women were fired for becoming pregnant, Worker hours increased considerably without commensurate pay increase. Lots of OT, barely any OP. The wages hardly covered their living expenses, but they made do because they had to. They were told, tough tiddlywings. My money's more important than your rights and the well-being of your family. To top it off, in 2015, Fast retailing abruptly pulled all of its orders, resulting in the bankruptcy and unexpected shutdown of the factory. All 4,000 workers were laid off immediately. At that time, the factory had owed four months of outstanding salary to the workers, leaving the workers rightfully enraged when they found out that no one was intending on paying them back for their labor. 
the 4,000 workers that were left with unpaid wages and without the severance packages that they were owed. Many of these workers had been employed there since the 1990s. Considered too old to find new work, they were left with few options. 80% of these workers were women and were left struggling to feed themselves and to provide for their children. Without income, that's pretty hard. Many lost their housing and could not pay for medical care. Indonesia does not provide social insurance for low-income individuals, so the government did not help them out. Here began the protests. Workers demanded that they be paid the wages and severance packages that they were legally owed, and they protested against the retailers in Europe expressing particular anger towards Uniqlo. You know, that company with all the money? This all started in 2015, five years ago. To this very day, workers are still protesting. 2,000 garment workers are still owed $5.5 million in severance packages, and they are demanding that Uniqlo pay up. Most of these former employees are now homeless. The Clean Clothes Campaign and the Workers' Rights Consortium, two trusted nonprofits dealing with labor rights in this industry, have both called on Uniqlo to compensate these workers or otherwise take action. Although Uniqlo did not own the factory, they do have a duty to the workers. Other close competitors have set precedents for proper responses to factory bankruptcy. Competitors that have provided funds for severance packages and wages following company closure include Nike, Disney, Adidas, Fruit of the Loom, H&M, Hanes Brands, Walmart, and Jack Wolfskin. If Walmart is doing better at safeguarding human rights than you, maybe it's time to take a good look in the mirror. It has become a norm for companies to own up to their share of responsibility in these situations. It's time to give back to the workers that spent day and night slaving to make clothes they couldn't afford to buy. What's particularly baffling about this case is that Uniqlo has put in effort over the last few years to improve working conditions in their supply chains. The Corporate Human Rights Benchmark, a multi-stakeholder group that evaluates, you guessed it, the corporate human rights of 200 of the largest companies in the globe, has applauded fast retailing for its improving score in recent years. The company has committed itself to basic guidelines for the protection of workers' rights as outlined by the International Labor Organization and the United Nations Global Compact. On their website, they make the boldest declaration of all. We care about people. But to be fair, they don't really specify which people. They could be talking about shareholders. We don't know. While declarations can be broken, the company has taken some important steps forward to accomplish their pronounced goals. At least according to them, they conduct regular independent monitoring of their factories, meaning a third-party organization not in any way associated with fast retailing evaluates the safety and conditions within their supplier factories. This is a crucial step companies must take to protect workers' rights which I will explain further in later episodes. The point is, fast retailing has made strides in recent years to improve working conditions in their factories, and they are doing some things right. However, in order to earn our full respect, they need to rectify the suffering they have contributed to in the past, and they need to give Jabba Garmindo workers the money they are owed. 
Can Uniqlo afford to financially compensate these workers? Yes. In the fiscal year 2019, they had an operating profit of over $2.3 billion. The $5.5 million these workers are demanding is a drop in the bucket. The Clean Close campaign has spearheaded a campaign called hashtag PayUpUniqlo. If the workers' struggle moves you, please let Uniqlo know that this issue is important to you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Use the hashtag PayUpUniqlo and let the company know that we haven't forgotten about those 2,000 workers that are still fighting for the money they're owed. This isn't just an isolated incident. In fact, neglect of workers' pay and disregard for labor rights more generally is endemic in multinational supply chains. Calling out Uniqlo isn't going to solve the massive web of systemic issues this industry has, but it is a start. Supporting the rallying cry of struggling laborers sends the signal to companies that consumers care about these issues and will defend their convictions with their decision to purchase or not purchase from a particular company. Most companies don't see ethical sourcing as profitable yet. There's only one way to change that. It may start with one company at a time, but heck, I believe that one day it will be a truly strong movement. We need to let Uniqlo know that this abuse is unacceptable. That we as consumers believe that there is a better way, where we could all win, companies, consumers, and laborers alike. International labor standards are abysmal, and by accepting defeat as an immutable fact, we forgo our power to change the problems that we're connected to. I know we care about people. Uniqlo does we as consumers do, it's about time we started acting like it.